Shalom Ubrach, we are up to you with a Vayin Zayin. Yesterday, Michoel had the Malach Michoel made a comment to Daniel that Ani Basi B'Tvarecha, I came with your words. What does that mean, I came with your words? What, what did Daniel say? What did he say with Daniel? So there's a story that there were 70 Zikne Yisrael standing around Yazniu Ben Shafan offering Keteres to avoid Zara. The Rani Shleilam sent out a hand from Shemayim and picked up Michael by his hair brought him between Shemayim and Shlop into Yerushalayim, and he showed him that Klai Israel was facing the Mizbeach towards the sun and bowing to the sun with their backs towards the Heichel. The Gemara says that they were, in fact, defecating towards the Heichel in an incredibly disgraceful display of brazenness towards Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Michael, your nation has gone sour. Michal is the sire of Klai Yisrael. Normally in Mazali Yisrael, the Baruch takes care of us, but the Ben Yehuda says that when we don't behave, Michal is given control. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I need to burn them all. Hashem tells Michal, go get coals from underneath the Kruvim. Fill up your palms with these boiling coals and throw them over Yerushalayim. Now, instead of taking it directly from underneath the Kruvim, the Pasuk says, The Kruv handed it to Gavriel, so it was already a cliché-ny, it wasn't as hot. So when he threw it, Klaistro was able to survive it, whatever this means, in spiritual, Kabbalistic terms. It's a garata. I like the moon. So if Chana Bar Bizna Omer of Shimon Chasidah says that without these coals being cooled down by Gavriel, not a single Jew would have survived this. Now Michal came back to Hashem and he said, oh, I did exactly as you said. Yerban Shalom says, oh, oh, really? And he kicked him out of the pargud, of the uh, inner circle, and they gave him 60 lashes. Ben Adam gets 39 lashes because we're only chayiv in mitzvahs at the age of 13. But min shemayim, we're already chayiv mitzvahs, not at 13, we're chayiv at 20. We give three sets of lashes, 13 times 3 is 39, but 13, uh, 20 times 3 is 60, so Malachim gets 60 lashes. The Malachim were telling Michal, like, like, if you didn't want to do it, don't do it. You would have been like, Yoyna Novi. Why do you have to come back and tell the Rabbanu Shalom that you did do it when you didn't? In place of Michal, Hashem appointed Duviel the Tsar of Paras, of Persia. He was, he was the Tsar of Klai Israel for 21 days. And in that time, he set up taxes on everyone in Klai Israel. And every time at Chacham, they gave him 21 ports, 21 kings. When they're about to seal this decree against these taxes, Gavriel yells out from the other side of the Pargud, the Pasuk of Shovlechev Mashkimei Kum Meachare Sheves Oichle Lechem Huatzovim. Ken Yitain Lidi Doi Sheina. Yitzchak says this Pasuk is referring to the wives of Talmidei Chachomim who stay up late to greet their husbands who come home from learning. In this world, they lose sleep and they have tremendous chusman al The problem is that, that that announcement by Gavriel was not effective. So, in a second attempt, Gavriel t- tells Hashem, if you put every single wise person in the world on one side of a scale and Daniel from Klal Yisrael on the other side, 
It wouldn't even be close. Daniel tremendously outweighs them. And the Rebbein Shalom said, Who is backing up my children? Who's being Malamas Chosa, my sons? And they said, Ah, it's Gavriel. The Rebbein Shalom then brought him in and reinstated him as the Tsar Shal Yisrael. As Gavriel, as Michal came back in, he saw Duviel. So the story was about Gavriel. I'm actually a little confused whether it was Michal or Gavriel. Seems to have changed. Okay, if anybody knows, please uh, let me know exactly which Malach this incident happened with. And Michal is the Sarah Petrop Shal Yisrael, but the Gemara Befer says Gavriel. Anyway, Gavriel walks in and he sees that Duviel, the Tsar uh, of Persia, has this letter, this document to file these taxes on Klaus, on, on, on the Tamid Chachamim. Gavriel tried taking it away and the Persian Malach swallowed it. Some say that it was a, that it hadn't been sealed yet. Others say that it was sealed, but when he swallowed it, that seal got smudged. That's why the Persian decrees weren't always successful in harming Klai Yisrael. He also tried taking down Yavan, but they didn't listen. And that's why the Greeks were able to decree so many Gezeris on Klai Yisrael in the story of Hanukkah. Now, back to Inuyim and Yom Kippur. How do we know that Rechitza is considered an Inoy? Now, we had yesterday a Lashon of Soich Loisachti. The Gemara brings another answer here. So from the Pasuk, was running from his son Avshalom. And it says that he was tired, hungry, and thirsty. So he was hungry from bread, thirsty for water. What does it mean, tired? L'chayre, tired means he needed a bath. Well, maybe it means he didn't have shoes. Nilas sandal is an Inoy, right? So Ritzchak says, it says, Maim karim al nefesh ayefa. So you see that water goes on, on ayefos. Maybe it means you should drink it to not feel tired. It doesn't say that the water goes in a tired soul. It goes on a tired soul with a geshmaka shower. How do I know that Nihilas Asando, you're not allowed to wear shoes, that's considered an Enoi? Because again, by David, it says that when David was off his throne, he was walking. What is Yochaf? Yochaf means he didn't have shoes. Maybe it means he didn't have his fancy horses like kings have. We have other Psokim, Ayas, Cain, Holich, Orum, Yochaf. Yochaf means. Uh, footwear. Maybe it just means worn out footwear is all patched up. Right? Because in that puzzle it also says that he's walking around a room. He wasn't actually naked. Maybe it was just tattered clothing. So it was just tattered shoes. That's not just a good raya. tells us That Pasuk is telling us stay away from hate so that you don't have to come to your feet being Yochov, being bare. The Pasuk also, powerful Pasuk says, make sure not to, that your tongue does not speak betalim, idle speech, so that you won't become thirsty. Now, how do we know that Tashmash Amita is considered an Enoi? Because Lovan told Yaakov, if you, if you make an Enoi with my daughters to take other women. So Tana means Tashmish, 
And vim tikach, to take other women means to take co-wives. Maybe maybe both Lashonis are talking about taking more wives. It says vim tikach, which sounds like they're two separate things. Maybe both Lashonis and the Pesukim are talking about co-wives. And Lovin was telling Yaakov, don't take a co-wife from you or from other nations. Two different types of co-wives. Eh, two separate things, but both co-wives. Who says that Inoi means Tashmish? It says Tanef first. If, if they were both talking about co-wives, would have, would have said, Tikach, don't take more co-wives. And then Tana, a different type of an Inoi of taking co-wives. Rather, Tana is talking about Tashmish. Fredrev Papa, who says that not having Tashmish is an Inoi? Tashmish is called an Inoi. The Pasuk says, Vayishkav Oiso Vayaanel. By Shrem with Dina. Gemara answers that over there by Shrem, the Inoi was that he didn't sleep with her. Now the Gemara talks about Chansi Inoi. Well, it's usher to wash half your body, the same way it's usher to wash your entire body. But if you have a little bit of dirt on your hands, a little bit of schmutz that you're allowed to wash off normally, you don't have to worry about that. Same thing with anointing. It's also to do a partial anointment. But if a person is sick or if he has scabs on his head, then he's allowed to anoint those with creams or, or etc. And he doesn't have to worry about that on Yom Kippur. says from Ben Gamliel that a woman is allowed to wash one hand with water to feed her children, and she doesn't have to worry that she just washed her hands. She has to wash that one hand to get rid of the ruach hara when she's sleeping, because then she's going to go touch the food, and the food will c- catch the ruach hara. So she's allowed to wash one hand. Shammai Azakin didn't want to feed with one hand, so he said, use both your hands. Rabbi explained because there's a certain shade named Shivta and you should wash both hands. Get rid of that Ruach Ra. Now we have a few exceptions to the Inuyim on Yom Kippur. If someone's going to greet his father or Rebbe or someone who is greater than him, he's allowed to walk in water. It's not considered bathing up to his neck. and He doesn't have to worry about it. He's doing it to greet his Rebbe, not for the Tanug of bathing. What about a Rav? Is a Rav allowed to go to his Talmud through water up to his neck? So we have a testimony that Ze'iri went to Rav Chia Barashi, his Talmud. Rav Ashi said that Rav Chia Barashi went to Ze'iri, his Rebbe. So, he, so the Rebbe can't go to the Talmud. Rava allowed the people of Avar Yamina to walk through water to guard their fruits on Yom Kippur the same reason they're not going into this water for Rechitza. And Abayah told Rav, in fact, there's a Brisa that supports you, that Shemri Peres, people who go to wash their fruits, their fruits are allowed to go up to their necks, and we're not worried that that's Rechitza, Tanog, and Kipper. Rabbi Yosef let the people of Beit Tarbu to go through water to go hear a drasha, to go learn Torah, but he didn't let them come back. Abayah says... That way, if you're not going to let them come back, then they're not going to want to go next time. Some people say that, in fact, Rav Yosef let them go and come back. And Abai explained, you know why you're allowed to come back? So that they'll go next time. Now, Rav Yehuda and Rav Shmuel, by Rav Yehuda, 
were standing on one side of a river. And Rami Bar Papa was on the other side. So they called across and said, Hey, I want to learn with you. Can, can, can we come across to learn? Shev Yehuda says, Rav and Shmuel say, that you are allowed to cross as long as you leave your hands under your shirt. Because if you take your, your hands out, it looks like you're carrying your shirt. Now, Rav Yosef says, you're allowed to walk in water up to your neck. It's pikuach nefesh. We have an accounting of Yecheskel's dream where he sees what's going to happen in the future that a stream is going to come out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's going to widen like the horns of grasshoppers. First, it was up to the ankles. You know, you're allowed to walk in ankle deep water, ankle knee, ankle deep water, and then it went up to the knees. So you know, you're allowed to walk into a knee deep river. Then it went up to the waist. So you see, you're allowed to walk up to your waist, but to walk into a river that's deeper than your waist is because nefesh is dangerous. Abai says the reason why that was dangerous is because it was a raging river and the rapids were dangerous. But if it's calm river in Echanam, you're allowed to go all the way up to your neck. We'll continue this fascinating Nevoa tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for learning with me.